canceled. Thank you guys for sticking through uh, Night Stalker. That was a rough one. Uh, however, we picked a show that I'm madly in love with, and I think my guest may not be. Uh, we're watching John from Cincinnati with Brett Vervoort. How are we doing, Brett? Did we're I doing... say your last name right? I'm you did. Right. You Perfect. did. You said it correctly. Perfect. I'm humbled. <laughs> I'm just nervous all the time. I don't know why. It's pretty straightforward when you think about it. I think it's the double O that's in the last the, name. That me People want to they want to throw a little German in there, get mm. fancy with it. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's right there. And is it is it German or is it like Dutch? It's it's Dutch. Um yeah. Uh well, there's a there's a famous Dutch architect. I think it's like Axel Vervoort who helped design Kanye's bathroom sinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, hold on. <laughs> you need an architect for your sinks? They do buildings, right? Seen I'm also very, sinks? I have not seen Kanye. Oh my sinks. gosh. Him and Kim, they have this like it almost looks like a flat piece of stone and then the water comes down but you don't see a basin for the sink. It's just like perfectly smooth and it doesn't spill on the floor, so there's just like a little grate where the water goes in, but it's almost like perfectly flat their sinks. God damn Kanye. What I don't <laughs> People, sometimes you get rich and you lose your goddamn minds, I guess. Also, that sounds cool. I don't know why I'm shitting on him. That sounds like a really no, nice thing. No, it sounds cool, but you know, like, you're like, oh, he's definitely not in touch with the people. It's, I just keep thinking of that um, that quote where it's just like, well, how much can a banana cost? $10? <laughs> where it's just like, you're so out of touch. All uh, right. So, how's uh, what's been going on with you? How's uh, life treating? Life's been good. Just keeping mm-hmm. busy. Um, I... Work over at the Fallout Theater, 616 Lovac. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so just been trying to produce a bunch of shows over there, um, get Drunk Spelling Bee off. Nice. When, uh, we'll get the plugs later, but what, tell us now, because fuck it, because people listen. When's the oh. next Drunk Spelling Bee? Oh, the next Drunk Spelling Bee is August 9th, which we found out is National Women's Day. So we're doing an all-women lineup Tight. and all-wine shots. <laughs> oh! Wine shots. It'll be hell. Oh, trying to do like a power hour with wine, it seems like a nightmare. Like I people thought, are going to die. Yeah, I thought it'd be funny and or gross if we just kept like a little spit bucket. Like it'll be like a yeah, wine tasting. tasting. Oh, that is both funny and gross. You nailed it. Yeah, which is really what you want with an all-women lineup. Yeah. Just really. <laughs> really just lean into it. Yeah. So... Had when I asked you about the show, had you heard about John from Cincinnati? Did you know what it was? I I had no idea what it was. I would see it a few times because I'm a big like TV watcher, so it'll definitely like they'll have old series from HBO still in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely had scrolled past it, but I never clicked. Sure. But um, from what I understand, like the showrunner who ran this was also the uh, showrunner for Deadwood. Yeah, and this yeah. is what. Uh, replaced Deadwood, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so this was like, oh, this is going to be his the, next big show. I believe it's the follow-up, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, no I, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge Deadwood fan. I never watched this, did not have any idea what it was about. Um, I don't know why. I was definitely of the, like, I'm going to watch every prestige television show and HBO can do no wrong sort of mindset at that point. I just don't know why I never watched it. Now, let's say... I fucking loved these two episodes. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was... You're allowed to hate it. It's fine. You don't have to agree with me. Well, here's the thing. It's mm. It being the first two episodes, mm. they're trapped by... Now we have to do all this exposition. Sure, we have to we get gotta... you invested in these characters. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, like, very... Um, it's almost like a Greek tragedy, sure. these first two episodes. So it's like a little esoteric, the way that people speak sometimes. I would say a little esoteric. I would say extreme. <laughs> a man just... floats two minutes into the episode. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm a woman and I'm mitigating my speech. It was hella esoteric. <laughs> I, re- I felt like I was in my uh, like my freshman philosophy class, and they're like, "Well, we know all the atoms in this table are connected and they're solid, but there there's technically space." <laughs> and you're like, "How can both be true?" That was what watching it was. It was opening my mind at the same time I was struggling to wrap my head around some of the concepts I was trying to play with. I think part of why I loved it so much is that I am in the last. We've done a lot of good shows on this podcast uh you know freaks and geeks uh, my so-called life like good quality shows are just ended early the last run has just been like horrible fucking mistake of a television show after horrible mistake of a television show so to see something that is like 
competently made yeah. and well acted, I would say, for gotcha. the most part, minus like the kid and <laughs> the girl who works at the shape, uh, the, the surf, Kai is her name, because uh, clearly they got them because they can both actively surf and aren't actually actors because they're both very good surfers and terrible fucking surfers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to skip ahead. We to can what jump happens. around whatever you want. Okay. Well, well let's, no. let's try to stick to one episode. This yeah. Episode. I don't want to skip ahead, yeah. but interesting developments with those two characters sure. in the course of <laughs> yeah, this episode. Yeah, course of these two episodes for sure. Uh, let's <laughs> just give a quick overview of what the show is. Uh, I don't know where it takes place. Somewhere in California. Imperial Beach, Imperial they say. Beach. I don't know if that's a real place. We uh, There is a sort of dynastic surfing family. Yes, surfing uh, legend, surfing right. royalty. The Yost family. Mm-hmm. We've got... Papa Yost played by <laughs> I don't pa- know why Papa Yost. Papa, yeah, Papa Yost. It's like Papa Roach. Um, played by Bruce Greenwood, who by uh, canceled fans will know from the River. He's the doctor on the River, the the uh, weird monster show that we did. Uh, he is uh, Sean. No, Sean's the kid. I mixed up all these names. Sean is Butch. Oh, uh, his is name's Mitch. Mitch. Mitch yeah, yeah, Mitch. Which is also my father's name. <laughs> oh, that's probably not bringing up any issues. I was he like, doesn't. He seems I was like, like a perfect... I, my dad definitely can't surf, but this guy is he as angry as this guy is, <laughs> and also cool as a fucking cucumber for certain things. He steps yeah. on a syringe very early in the episode, and he goes, "God damn syringe!" And then he doesn't wash his foot. He just keeps on trucking. I, yeah, I guess that's maybe the surfer lifestyle, right? Just also, get my knee, keep swimming. This is 2007. It's not like... You don't know what was in that needle. It's not pre-AIDS. Like, you should oh. run to the hospital. Yeah, well, he clearly fancies himself a doctor based on his result. His, his, not only does he <laughs> jump to diagnoses very quickly, yes. he stands by them immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a weird dude. I don't know if he's ever seen a doctor. No, I don't think – I think he may be – I think – okay, so Mitch Yost is an old – he's the uh, – like I said, the, ma- the patriarch of this family. Uh, older, I put him probably 60 yeah, yeah based on the fact that they're grandparents. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, yeah. who knows when they had a kid, when Butchie probably didn't have that kid. Looks old. very good for 60. Also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, blew out his knee surfing, and now he's extremely bitter about surfing, right? He doesn't want his kid to surf. Also, he has a son named Butchie who had reinvented surfing at one point. Mm-hmm. I, I want to take a pause here yeah. for a moment to say I think the hardest thing for me about this show is – it is impossible to judge if you're a better surfer than anyone else. Oh. I don't know surfing. You're on yeah. the board, you're killing it. You're, I know, you're, you're watching the competition, yeah, yeah. and then they're they're going up a few feet and down, and you're like, well, this all looks but good. You look as good as the other one. We're supposed to be led in that moment to believe that he's blowing away the competition. I, as Only compared to the people who fall off. You seem just as good as everybody else. I have yeah. no idea to Maybe judge. Maybe a little bit more reaction shots from the judges where it's just like, what about, At one point, I think one of them's reading a book. Anyway, that's the second yeah. episode. Let's do it. Um, so we've got Mitch. We've got his wife, uh, whose name I don't remember. I think it was like Sissy. Sissy. It is Sissy, played by the uh, by Rebecca De Mornay, who is, I think, fucking awesome on this show. Yeah, she's doing really well. And clearly Sissy and Mitch don't have a great relationship, just based on the fact that, uh, you know, he is a, a man of passion and makes <laughs> these bold declarative statements. And she's just trying to let her grandson live his best life, goddammit. Also, yeah, you can tell uh, it's a, not a great relationship. That man says, I forbid it so many times. That's the sign of a horrible relationship. You don't get to forbid anyone else's actions that don't – like, yeah. I forbid you to put that in my butt. That is perfectly reasonable <laughs> forbidding because that is you. You yeah. can't forbid someone else to allow a thing to happen. Yeah, and and Sissy took full advantage of the fact because she would not listen to him. She's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely like, not. Also, she gets arrested in the first episode for throwing toilet paper at a guy. Yeah, and the, the actor that they got to play the guy in the Costco or whatever is the same guy from that movie Accepted who tried to blow up stuff with his mind. <laughs> I don't know. It's I forgot such a that small movie. Niche That's character. Jonah Hill's, right? That's the Jonah Hill's in that movie. Yeah, Jonah Hill's in Justin that movie. Justin Long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I he, don't remember him. Yeah, there was just one character who really wanted to blow stuff up with their mind. So I just like she throws this 
toilet paper roll and I'm just like imagining him trying to blow her up with his mind later. So they have a son named Butchie. Yes. Butchie is, uh, was going to be the next great surfer, reinvented the sport it said mm-hmm. many times. And apparently uh, ended up becoming a hardcore heroin addict. Yeah. And now he squats in some abandoned motel. But he still lives in like four miles or four blocks, he says at one point, from his parents. But he never sees them or his kid who he hasn't seen in at least six months. Yeah, he tells his kid at one point, uh, how's, uh, how's sixth grade? And he goes, it was good. Yeah. He's a terrible dad. Yeah. Um, and not, he's a terrible dad and the show doesn't try to... I don't think make him seem like a junkie with a heart of gold. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, there's, there's moments where he's kind of nice with John or whatever, Yeah. but they don't do the thing where like, he's a terrible dad, but he cares and he doesn't want to be a terrible dad. I don't think he gives any amount of a fuck. He's just a heart. He's a straight up junkie. And no, I think he's just a charming junkie. Like, yeah. I think he's most used of them are. Yeah. Very I, manipulative. Yeah. Just used to talking his way out of problems and stuff like that. I do think there is a part of him that cares, but it's hard to know how much. Sure. Because of either the addiction or just the fact that, uh, He's just never around. And yeah. then he's always like he's always reacting to something that happened like six weeks ago. And he's also always taking a dump. It comes up so much. And <laughs> they use that phrase a lot. They use a phrase in the next episode. I know we're jumping around a bit, but they say dumping out. Yeah, and dumping out. Other people say it as well as if it's an expression. That's the thing. I was like, how cause they definitely throw around some surfing jargon sure. for sure. And I was like, yeah. is this just like Surfer talk. Surfer talk. I don't like that surfer. Dumping out. And yeah. then uh, the other one that I wrote, that was fire up that fatty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say that in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, second yeah. episode, I was like, 2007? No one's saying fire up that fatty. Apparently what people are saying in 2007 a lot is slurs. <laughs> this show is wild. Yeah. Uh, was that when Mind of Mencia was on? <laughs> it may be. No, I feel like that's maybe a little past Mind of I don't remember when that terrible know. show was on, but they say Beaner quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, mostly it's that one dude, um, Vietnam Joe. Yeah, interesting um, to talk about the immigration aspect of this film. It's the <laughs> opening. Okay, so we also need to. I don't think we've uh, accurately set the tone for what this oh, show is. Yeah. So what we should say is, uh, I'm just going to give a brief like beginning of how this show is fucking weird. So the show opens. We've got Mitch out surfing. We'll find out later. He only surfs when no one's around now because he's so bitter, but he still has to surf. And uh, Luke Perry, who we forgot to mention also in the show, also doing, I think, a hell of a job, um, walks up from a, We have a very large, expansive shot of him walking up to the beach. So you can see that there's no one around except for him. And then he comes up. He walks to the edge of the beach. He looks out to the ocean. Kyra cuts to the mid surfing, cuts back. There's a dude behind him out of nowhere. Clearly didn't walk up. He just appears behind him. Uh, we'll find out later that that man is John, as in from Cincinnati, the titular John. Uh, he says some weird shit. He goes like, Mitch should get back in the game. Um, he's clearly weird. He kind of is threatened off by Luke Perry. Uh, Mitch walks back to his car after a conversation with Luke Perry, pours some water on his head because he's just gotten out of the ocean, so he's trying to rinse off the salt water. Looks down, and he is floating six inches off the ground. He is just floating. Um, he looks down. Again, Pretty calm about it, I would say. If I was suddenly floating, I would A, be screaming, and B, never not talking about it. Well, yeah, it's like at what point did he decide that that was definitely cancer? Because that, that's his next thing. Is he goes, oh, by the way, also I have a fucking brain tumor. He and says that's his, it after a fight and then leaves, leaving Sissy to just deal with it. Such a wild – they have a – so he goes back to Sissy. But we'll, go, we'll cut to that in a minute. My point is – the show is weird. You need to come in knowing that there's going to be a lot of magic, yeah. supernatural shit is happening. And that people just kind of accept it. it they don't of, question. Well, some of it I don't think they are privy to, right? Yeah. So John um, from Cincinnati, John Monet, I believe is his name on the credit card. Because Butchie mm. keeps calling him John Monet, and I think he's mispronouncing it, right? Okay. He has magic pants. Yes, they're like, whatever you need at that moment are in, in his John's pocket. pocket. Whatever you say. So, like, 
he's in the he, well, we cut back to John, later on we see John he's just kind of in some bushes <laughs> and uh Vietnam Joe who's a racist guy who helps transport illegal Mexicans also at the very beginning it when Luke Perry is talking to Mitch a bunch of illegal a bunch of uh, uh, on the beach people are like Imperial Beach running through the things and he says like ah oh, the illegals don't seem to give a shit or whatever um but Vietnam Joe helps like sneak them into town or whatever for 50 bucks in his van um tells uh, John, hey, 50 bucks, empty your pockets. And he empties his pockets and 50 bucks falls out, right? Exactly. So you're like, exactly 50. So that's weird. Later on, he goes up to Butchie, who has lost $2,300 on a bad drug deal. He went to buy an ounce of drug, uh, heroin. They sold him uh, bullshit. He sees him outside and he goes, you better have $2,300 or an ounce of whatever in that thing. And he pulls $2,300 specifically out of his pockets. And we knew there was nothing else in his pockets previously, right? So there's magic. At one point, he says, or a credit card. He pulls out a fucking platinum card. Like, yeah. whatever you need is in John's Cell magic phone. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that kind of show as well. So it is family dynamics and weird whatever, but then also magic. Also magic. Who is John? <laughs> that is the question. Now, do you have any guesses? I don't know. Just the way that it's written in the tone, like it makes him think, make me think that maybe he's like a guardian angel. I have angel. The other idea is alien. They, that is, but I it's think, such too a, obvious. It's su- it would such tonally. I feel like alien would be such a shift yeah, for the yeah, way the yeah, show yeah, is yeah. setting up for sure. that I think it's much more like spiritual than that. Absolutely, and but it does. But Alien is like just based on how we've been trained through past sci-fi, the way he speaks, he's trying to mimic human action, he's trying to mimic human uh yeah. like movement. He's, he's like learning to be a human in that sci-fi way, you know what I mean? So I could see people say alien, but it's gotta be more than that. Because yeah. aliens aren't magic. And, and his like, pants are magic. Some things he knows and some, some things, things he, he knows. They, that's a there's okay. So he tends to speak in the same thing, like say the same phrase over and over. Some things I know and some things I don't. Uh, he says that a lot. What until, do you want, Budgie? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I also there's a part of me. That, I have a lot of notes that, are, but they're mostly questions. Uh, I which that's is good for the start I, of a series. Hundred percent. I think this is a very effective pilot. Yes, they have to get all the fucking exposition out, so these first episodes yeah. are going to be wordy and kind of annoying. But I think they do a fairly good job of establishing who these characters are, uh, establishing a, a, what the tone of this show is going to be, while also kind of moving shit forward. I think it's. I think they do a, a, an effective job. Yeah, and I think that's what jo- like John, even though he's the titular character, hasn't really like taken a step into the spotlight. Yeah. So more, he's. I see him more as like someone that facilitates the plot. Absolutely. Like, not only do his pants pull out exactly what the characters <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. need to like keep doing the scene, right? But he he's just like a sounding board for them to get their feelings I, out that's and a, verbalize. Them. That is exactly right. We also have Edo. Neil in this show mm. uh, being fucking awesome, I think. Uh, I'm not <laughs> 100% sure Bird what man. Bill's deal is. Bill has Bill is an ex-comp, right, mm. who uh, is friends with the Yost family on some level, even though I'm sure he's had run-ins with Butchie from the criminal side of things. Yeah. He has a bunch of birds. Um, doesn't leave his house slash leaves his house fine. He he attempts to leave his house, but you can definitely tell he's not all there. Something's Gets off, lost. right? I don't know if he's maybe going through dementia or something. Yeah, there's definitely like him going into a room and not knowing why he's there. But there's also him. Okay, so more magic. He has his, he has these birds, right? Mm-hmm. And the, so there's another Yost we haven't mentioned, Sean, who's a kid. He's like 13. And he's going to be the next surfing phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, Luke Perry is some sort of surfing sponsor who wants to sign him. Uh, and Mitch is resistant Mitch, to the idea because of what happened to him and what happened to Butchie and how the whole industry works. And right. he doesn't want Sean getting wrapped up in it, even though that's all Sean wants to do. And it's Sean's only fucking chance of getting out of this shit town and this nightmare family. Uh, I think it's safe to say Sean's maybe not the brightest bulb in the lamp. At one point, he's just like mimicking a bird moving his neck for way too long. <laughs> that's how he goes with the waves. Yeah. He just... <laughs> also, I think the neck is foreshadowing. Yes. We'll get to the next episode. 
Um, but when he goes to visit Bill, and uh, Bill, uh, he's going to ask Bill to drive him to this contest that Mitch has forbid him to take part in, but Sissy's going to let him do it anyway. He tells uh, there's a, one of Bill's birds is dead. It's just Zippy. In, Zippy is dead at the bottom of his cage, and Bill's telling him how look these things happen. I'm going to bury it. You don't worry about it. You you know you'll have plenty of time to bury things when you get older. And then the fucking bird comes back to life when Sean touches it, right? Yeah. Now is Sean also magic? It seems to think that uh, it also does like a full circular callback in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Which we'll get into. But there's definitely you it's between Mitch levitating and Sean bring the bird, bird back, back to, to life. life and John, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a strange show. Yeah, yeah. It it's like it's got a Twin Peaks esque quality to it without like the murder mystery side of it. But yeah. uh, like not it's also not quite as like stylized or noirish, but it is like Because it's sunny California. Uh, it's sunny California, but it is also like a realistic universe in which wildly unrealistic things happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just want to touch on this before we get mm-hmm. into like Please. episode two. But there's also um the characters of Louise yeah. Guzman. We clearly have to I was about to get there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, we have to talk about Louise. Um so Louise G- Guzman and the- uh Willie Garson is Willie Garson. Name. I know I just keep going Stanford from Sex of the City. City. <laughs> I thought a clear exactly who he is and is great in it. Yeah and is also great in this. Yes. Um and they uh, sort of play these sort of like narrative exposition characters are kind of just explaining people's relationship to yeah. each other. Um, their function, that's their function on the show. Their characters like are somehow Greek in charge chorus. of this. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Uh, but their characters in the show are somehow in charge of this motel, motel that is completely run down and it's just full squatting. of squatting. It's yeah. like butchie squatting there. I think somebody else is also squatting there. Um, Willie Garson's character is a lawyer, but he's also like a die in the wool surf fan. Yeah. So he, he has this soft spot for, uh, Butchie. for Butchie. So he allows him to stay there. But now the hotel has sold. To bury the fairy. That's something they say. They say so many racial, like, uh, slurs for homosexuals. It's yeah. a real bummer when I know Neil does a, it's, it. It's weird that they say so many slurs against homosexuals, but then most of the time you see Butchie, like, holding John's holding hand. Holding hands with John. And bring it, and, like, it's nothing. He's just like, bring in my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He watches John take a shit fully naked in the second episode. Um, or does he? Because John, I don't believe, shits or pees. Yeah. Um so uh, this hotel has now been bought by uh, Barry the Fairy, also known as Ramon. Yes. No, it was Ramon Luis Guzman. No, I thought his name was Ramon. Ah, it doesn't matter. Ramon, I think, is Luis Guzman. But anyway, uh, Barry has, per- has won the Mega Millions mm-hmm. or whatever and has purchased this hotel, our uh, motel, this rundown motel. Um, and him and Butchie have a history. Him and Butchie have a history because Butchie hit <laughs> Barry in the head with a broomstick and gave him epilepsy. I think he, like, was it in the water? It was on the beach. Okay. Because Mitch swam up to the beach to see what was going on, realized what was happening, and then just swam away. Yeah. So, and he's so, when when Barry sees Butchie, he's so overwhelmed that he pulls out a gun and tries. So he has a gun. Well, there's more going on there as well. He has this gun because he tells them that the pamphlet that he got for uh, you're now a Mega Millions winner. Here are some steps you should take, one of which was protecting yourself because people want to rob you or whatever. So he has this gun and it's legally licensed. It's just on his hip, open carry style. Yeah, Uh, I love that look of just like the open carry gun and then like the shorts and and the button down. shorts and the button down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can this guy make a little ultra? (laughs) He also has a relationship with the hotel as he was raped there as a child. Now, he says deflowered at the age of 10, but clearly it is not. I mean, you're 10. That's rape. But more to the point, I think it is clear that he has that relationship to what happened. He doesn't think of it as deflowering. I think he thinks of it as rape. More yeah. so we'll find out in the next episode. Well, that explains why he wanted to level the place. Yes, he wants to tear the place down because he doesn't. He, it's, it's got these horrible memories, right? Yeah. Um, there's a fight. Butchie and Mitch agree to come have a fist fight at the hotel because they're both pissed at each other. This is all happening in front of uh, Barry, who pulls out his gun, shoots it in the air, talks a bit about the getting hit in the head with a broomstick and getting epilepsy, uh, fucking getting raped in the hotel room, and then tries to kill himself. But Ed O'Neill's character, Bill, shows like gets there just in time to save him. Ed O'Neill's supposed to be. It, it, I thought that sequence, that whole like 
multiple things happening at once all kind of coming together moment was handled better than most of like yeah it's an easy way to make that farcical and i don't think it really it, it felt like tense in this moment i thought yeah it didn't it didn't feel like overly played out yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> mitch and sissy have had a conversation where mitch has told her that he thinks he has a brain tumor because he thought because he saw himself floating and that has to be an hallucination uh not the needle <laughs> not, not the, the needle he stepped on which was yeah <laughs> such a weird jump to cancer maybe maybe it's drugs but also i guess you would know like oh i'm not feeling any other effects of drugs but I would think you'd be feeling other effects of a brain tumor as well. She has agreed to purchase a camera so in case he is actually floating, he can take a picture of it and have proof. She goes to Costco to buy an Instamatic, yeah. uh, at which point this Costco worker hits on her. She, he says, instead of an Instamatic, how about a diabetic with a strong work ethic or whatever? It's fucking gross. Yeah. I don't know if that diabetes is a selling point. He says it later again, too, where she goes, this guy fucking made a half-ass pass at He's me. He's like, and he, I would I, never. I'm a diabetic. I would never. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, she knocks some toilet paper over that he's stacking. And is arrested for it. That was yeah. – I guarantee he's like – she. I guess it's like disorderly conduct or whatever because like the security guards come up and she's like, don't touch me. I'm not fucking what, getting out of line or whatever. Yeah. And then the next thing we see her, she's getting uh, – walking this police car. Um, so this all shows up and everybody's like, hey, we got to go get mom out of jail. So they go to the police station. Um, at which point Mitch – while talking with Butchie, gets floats again. Floats again, and, and Butchie sees it, confirms it that it's not a hallucination. Yeah. It is very it, real. It's the middle of the conversation where he tells him, "Like, hey, look, I'm having this fucking hallucinations where I'm floating. I think I have a brain tumor." And Butchie's like, says, hey, "Looks first, and he's like, yeah, you're just on the ground. You're fine." Then looks again and sees him floating. Also, we get a, sh- a shot of they're like in front of these blinds and a, a big window. We see their shadows, and you see John uh, Mitch's shadow float. And O'Neill sees that part of the shadow getting taller and lower. So there's, like, witnesses to the magic. Yeah. And not enough – like, if I'm one of the two people who saw either floated or saw somebody float, we are not having a single other conversation about anything until we figure out what the fuck is up with this floating. They go surfing. It's never mentioned again. Yeah, I guess that's just to show how, like, the characters are so – I don't want to say self-absorbed, but maybe it's just, like, they they bury their emotions so deep right. that they can only take it out on the waves. <laughs> they they can't. Can. Or each point, other. Bitch just say, we got to go get wet. And I'm like, I don't – I don't like that. There's a lot of like lingo things with the I show. really hope that's not surfing lingo because it bums me out. Why don't we fire up that fatty and get wet? <laughs> yeah. Ed O'Neill also says multiple times, get this fruit out of the sun, referring to Barry. And I'm like, stop. It really bums me out. Um, John, turns out, can surf just fine. Uh, so basically what's happening is Butchie thinks John is a crazy person who has shown up to have uh, Butchie the Beast Yost, who is his famous surfer, teach him surfing. And he's going to take advantage of him because he's like, oh, I got 2300 bucks in this pocket. I got a platinum card in this pocket. He's clearly got money. I'm just going to take advantage of this crazy person with all this money. Yeah. So that's their relationship. It all culminates with them on the beach. They all have to go surfing. He tells John, hey, are you lying about like being able to surf at all? And he's like, I may be lying about being able to surf at all because he just kind of parrots shit back to people. Then when they get out in the water, he can surf just fine. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell, just as well as the best surfers in the world because I can't tell the difference between good surfing and bad surfing. I thought this was a very effective pilot. I was like – only going to watch one episode last night because it was like 1 o'clock in the morning and I was like, ah, fuck it. Nope. I got to see what happens next. So I like that episode a lot. And then episode two takes a goddamn turn. I, it's still good. I still like it very much, but there's like crazy stakes, right? Yeah. It's definitely, season two definitely ups the stakes for the whole season as yeah, well as yeah. like sh- starting those arcs that we're probably going to be dealing with the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Ed O'Neill doesn't trust John, so he's trying to get his Prince run Yes, and I don't know if it's because of, like, his senility or dementia that he doesn't trust John, because everybody else seems to, like, kind of brush John off as, like, a homeless simpleton. Yeah, yeah, but also, he's not wrong. No. Particularly since John is, like, hanging out with Sean at this point and being, like, kind of friends and playing with with Sean, who's, like, a 12, 13-year-old kid. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe his parents are too busy with their own bullshit, but someone should be taking care, paying attention to yeah. this stranger who wants to hang out with this child. Yeah, maybe uh, this child and this drug addict. Maybe something here. Maybe uh, Bill has a past too. Maybe he didn't look out for Barry when he should have. I probably and I he's feel like that worried about Sean. Um, we so there was another girl who we see very briefly mm. in the previous episode. Woman, I should say. We see her very briefly in the beginning and then again at the end of the first episode. She is somehow related – she's somehow related to Luke Perry. Not related like by you know, family, but their characters have something going, right? Yes, but they won't acknowledge whatever their relationship is. We don't is. know what it is, but they are – but she messages him at one point that Sean's be, uh, was supposed to be at this contest in Huntington Beach. She's back in Imperial Beach, so they clearly have like each other's uh, phone numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she is – I don't think pretending to be a filmmaker, she goes to see – she like waits for Mitch and, at the beach and says, hey, I'm a filmmaker. I saw you surf when I was just a kid. I want to make – I'm making this movie called Legends. I want you to be involved in it or whatever. Yeah. She drives this nice Porsche. Kai. Um, Kai is a girl uh, who works at this uh, – oh, by the way, their family owns like a surf shop. She is an employee there but also has a very like – matronly relationship with Sean mm-hmm. um, and she's very protective of the Yost clan. Yeah, she's very protective of them and so I think she sees this woman sniffing around and getting involved and like causing more strain on a family that she thinks is under a lot Already of Already going through enough. And she does not like the cut of her jib. No, 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 she does not. Now, there's uh, Luke Perry shows up and says, hey, I've able to get Sean. He, he should have been out of the contest, but he's going to get He's like, I can get him back into the contest because I have all this pull. <laughs> but Mitch needs to sign off on it. Yeah. And he does eventually basically says, OK, there's a there's a conversation where Luke says shows up and is like, look, I made a ton of money selling your uh, Butchie's image as this bad boy, but that I wasn't paying attention to the fact that he was actually having problems and I was just exploiting him for money. So, and, But I'm not going to do that this But time. I'm not going to do that for you. No image. I'm just going to sell Sean. it. Right? Yeah. So he's like, I never. I used to surf. I never had what you guys have, this ability, but I knew people would pay to see you guys do it. And I used to sell the image, but now I'm just going to sell that, that ability. Sean on a wave. Uh, so they agree to let him go to this contest and surf. Um, the dude from uh, – did you watch Deadwood? Oh, no. I, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay. So the guy who shows up who's Butchie's drug dealer is on, from Deadwood as well. Oh, okay. Also, he's on like Sons of Anarchy and some other shit. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's good. I like him. Yeah. Um, he looked like a very tired Andrew Dice Clay. At one point, <laughs> uh, uh, Luis Guzman says, he looks like that guy Bowser from Shanana. From the Shanana. And he looks exactly like Bowser from <laughs> Shanana. I don't know. If you've, I feel like I'm significantly older than you. I don't know your uh, knowledge I, of Shanana. I definitely had to turn to my boyfriend. I was like, that's a band, right? He goes, yeah, yeah. Kind from the Woodstock. Of. They opened it. They were at Woodstock for sure. They had a TV show briefly. They just yeah. did like 50s rock and roll covers. Um, Luis Guzman likes to shine now. Shine now was a Ramon. Bowser was a bit of a greaser. Could fit his whole fist in his mouth. That was kind of a oh, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do a good job of sort of balancing a lot of disparate stories. Um, yeah, but then they kind of you know they come together obviously because it's a well written show, but. I think it's yeah, it's there's something about like them just because of their history where they it always like ends in a conflict. Like right. there's always some other big fight that happens at the end of the episode to wrap everything up. Yeah. Barry in the second episode comes back to the motel and after his epileptic fit, after his suicide attempt, had a vision, which is how he got the winning, winning lottery, lottery numbers. numbers is he has visions after he has epileptic seizures. And he believes he is going to reopen the motel and goes back to room 24 and learn to surf. He's and learn to surf. surf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he goes back to room 24 where he sees a ghost. Yes, and declares that Room 24 is haunted. Now, Room 24 is clearly where he was raped as a child. Um, Also, we don't see the ghost. We see his reaction to something in that room, which I think is significant because it's kind of the first time a supernatural thing is referred to without us actually seeing it. All the other supernatural shit on the show, it's like, oh, it just happens. We are to believe that it happens because we see it happen. This is, oh, maybe this guy is actually just crazy and reacting to the trauma of that room. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, Luis Guzman is very good about it. I kind of like his character of like, you don't have to go in that room, man. Yeah, he's like, like he's cool. It's cool. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. gets a big hug. Yeah. That guy, he showed up with fucking uh, churros and shit. I think that was great. <laughs> churros and empanadas. Uh, he, he does refer to the uh, Gilbert Rollins is what the guy says, Bernie, uh, Barry says, who uh, clearly is the person who raped him as a child. So we'll probably meet him soon. I'm sure. Like they wouldn't give him a name if we were going to. Yeah. A reaction to that. Uh, in the previous episode, Butchie had called his drug dealer when he got beat out on the drug deal and was like, fuck you. I'm going to call the cops if I don't get my money here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's in Hawaii. That guy's in Hawaii. Apparently flew back to California just to beat up Butchie, which I think is hilarious. That's like a nine-hour flight. It's so long. And I, Yeah, I don't know. Like. But you would have to call, like, the feds, right? Because you're yeah, in a yeah, different yeah, state. It, it, yeah, there's so many layers to that. But th- I just love the idea that this, ang- this old grease – he's wearing, like, a, a T-shirt with the sleeves cut off. His hair slicked back, sunglasses. He might as well have a chain wallet. But he's, like, in his 50s. Yeah. And I just I love the idea that he just sat angrily on a plane, like, eating the free peanuts and shit, watching, like, fucking uh, Green Book or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Whole way. Still mad just to go beat up Butchie in the parking lot. That made me Left. Just one punch to Butchie, one punch to his friend, John. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing. So we're going to pause for a second. Uh, they go to the surfing contest. We find out that Luke yeah. Perry is basically he, – he, he sponsors a bunch of these kids, right? Yeah. And he's made told one of them, hey, you're dropping out because he needs to take your spot. I'm going to send you and your dad on some fucking surfing trip to Sumatra so or whatever the fuck. Up, so take, take the trip, jacket. shut up, and go fucking deal yeah. with this, right? Um, and Sean's by himself getting ready and he's watching these other kids. He's watching some kids and one 32-year-old man. The dude who's like two feet taller than everybody else and putting on a uh, wetsuit is clearly an adult. Clearly an adult. And then there's like these like 15-year-old girls who come by. They and like they... peek in the tent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're looking at him. They're looking at the other boys, but he is like looking at them like, haha, what's up, ladies? Yeah. They have braces, you fucking creep. Knock yeah. it off. 100%. And then it's just like looking at all these like surfer kids. I was like, I buy it. I buy it. They all kind of look similar to me. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, I buy that like those girls would be like, oh, I'll go see the cute surfer yeah. boys. It's Sur- like, yeah, surf- surfer gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of them around this contest. You see, they cut to like girls all over, like kind yeah, of blowing but there's bubbles. Also- there's also a bunch of spectators. Like it's a it's an event. Yes, but and, again, and a surfing town. Yeah, Chris and I would not be watching because we would not understand who's winning. There's no way to know. I also don't even know how it's a contest. There's like just like time on a clock that's counting down. Yeah, and you just surf uh, as many I, times as you can. I, I guess. guess it's like it's like when you watch figure skating, right? It's like difficulty of right. moves, how well it was executed. Did they yeah. go under? Did they not? I, yeah, I mean that all makes sense. But they're all doing it at the same time, which I find strange. Because like it's not like one person paddles out, does a thing, and then the next yeah. person goes. They're all just kind of around each other. So how are you judging? You can't be watching everyone at the same time. No. It just seems weird. Um, well, at that moment, an earthquake happened. So now here's my question. Yes. It's at the exact same moment that Freddie the drug dealer smacks fucking John. We get the earthquake at that exact moment. Did that did that cause the earthquake? Mm. It it could be because John is definitely like so empathetic or connected to some other power that we don't know what the limits of yeah, him are. Yeah, we know this. Butchie, by virtue of he has not scored, he has not been able to get his heroin in the last like day or two. But hasn't been doesn't hasn't specifically had the says he's not dope sick. He at one point in the previous episode he tells what his dad and him are kind of apologizing for almost getting in a fist fight, and the dad's like, "Look, I think I found out I have a brain tumor today, so I probably overreacted when you called." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I was do- I was going to be dope sick. I hadn't scored. I got beat out on a drug deal, so I was over mad." So they're kind of apologizing to each other. But in this episode. Bushy is like, why the hell am I not dope sick? And it's clearly because he's hanging out with, with John, right? Yeah. There's no other reason. He should be fucking For going sure. through DT's hard because he's a hardcore drug addict. Yeah. Also, heroin is the skeeziest of drugs. For sure. It's so gross. Um, he lets his kid into that squat. That bummed me out. Sean, like, knows where he lives, so he goes to see him. Tell him he's gonna he be immediately, like pushes Sean away, though. Yeah, for like, sure, but he still lets him in. Yeah. Which, like, have this conversation in a parking lot. He doesn't need to see your fucking shooting gallery. That's gross. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, he didn't really even try and hide it, either. He just kind of left it out on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes... 
so they're uh, so Mitch and Sissy go to watch Sean at the surfing contest. They can't get a hold of Butchie. Uh, they keep calling, but he's not answering. They ask Bill if he wants to come, but Bill doesn't. Is like no, it's like a family he's, thing. But he's he's too busy. making excuses. He's too busy with his birds. He literally is like, I gotta clean up after the birds. They're real shit machines. That's his argument. Yeah, and then he stays home and he's like, he's calling the police station and trying to get them to like lift prints on John to figure out what John's story <laughs> oh, no. is. He, and, he's trying to get them to lift prints off of the handle of the water fountain that he stole from the police station because they have yeah they had his prints on it. That's wild. And it's just like, why not just leave it there? Why bring it home and then call it in? And he's like, why well, do I want to be stared in there like an idiot with my... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so clearly no one at the precinct is taking him seriously. So he's just having these sort of like discussions to his birds, mm. the bird man of Imperial Beach. But he's also, he has a, he does this like almost like monologue Mm-hmm. Where he's saying how he's he's like, I'm not a man of fear, but I'm frightened right now. I feel like there's something behind me, but I'm too scared to turn around and see what it is. There's definitely- and he thinks it's his, maybe his dead wife. He talks about some – he's like Martha. And I'm not making up a woman's name, but he's like, is that you? She used yeah. to come to me in my dreams. She doesn't come to me anymore. So there's something going on with him, I think, even more than the maybe dementia or whatever's happening. For sure. He also takes a nap on the floor at one point, which was weird. Yeah. Um. But, so this earthquake happens, Sean is surfing and falls off his surfboard, but he's been killing it the whole time, right? He's just killing it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they keep, uh, they cut back to Sissy and Mitch. And they're, and they're like, he's going to win he's for got sure. This, he's got this locked as long as the fucking refs aren't blind. Now, what I thought was happening was, the so when the earthquake happens, all the judges are like distracted. They're not yes. looking at the ocean, so they're like looking at their books, picking up their drinks. And that's when he falls off his surfboard, and I was like, oh, John made the earthquake so that they would be distracted and not see him fall to ensure his victory. That's what I thought. Yeah. That may- Less so. Well, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it depends. We have, like, not knowing what John's ultimate aim is. It's like we don't yeah, know right, if it's on yeah, purpose. Yeah. He also or does keep saying incidental. the end is near. That is the one, yeah. one of his quotes, the end is near. He says it a lot. So something's, something's bigger. Def- There's a scale, right? For sure. And then the judges are distracted long enough for sort of uh, – for Sean to fall under the water, hit his – break well, his breaks his neck. neck. We find out he breaks his neck to the point where he is brain dead. And without oxygen he, for be- so long. machines are breathing for him. He was already without oxygen. The doctors are basically – Doctors like- very – Cold. Well, I mean, you have to come there. You can't be there with a lot, of, well, a ton of emotion, right? Because you know they're going to be emotional. You yeah. need to be the calm one in the room, I would imagine. Uh, that goes. doctor, also, by the way, uh, Garrett something. I don't know the character, actor's name. Yeah. Um. He, if you ever watched the Mindy Project, he's, he's like on the, the Southern Doctor on that. I've never seen that show, but he's definitely in Justified for like a character arc or two. Yeah. Um. Decent actor. Mm-hmm. Um. Clearly has some sort of relationship with Bill, I would say, because yeah. there's a knowledge, just like a knowing look between the two of them. He wasn't sure why Bill was there, but like made the guess that it yeah. was for Sean. Yeah, he tells him, look, he tells uh, Sissy and Mitch, like, look, he's. It's my opinion. He's he's dead. That's it. We're after you know we can make a decision to take him off of life support and donate his organs or whatever but we have to go through these protocols so you've got 12 hours to make that decision fucking mitch is like pull the plug put him in the fucking ground mitch is such a dickhead yeah and it's i think it's definitely something coming from his own baggage where he's just like man everything surfing ruins everything i love right and if he can't surf anymore and he's brain dead then why should we even like let him live yeah he's was like he's like fuck your protocols just pull the plug now and get him off these machines he's suffering and the doctor's like he's not suffering he has nothing he can't feel anything he's alive but he doesn't yeah know. and sissy's like we'll just let him live let, yeah she in the meanest shit i've ever heard sissy's like he's breathing and i can hold him we're not picking him off that machine she's like i'll murder you in your sleep if you try to unplug that machine respect he she's like i'll murder you in your sleep then she says the line of he's breathing and i can still hold him and he goes well get a dog <laughs> wow so cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. And that's a level of coldness you can only hit after years of self-pity. Clearly he's got he's been through. I mean, there's minds where there's moments where she talks about because she has, I think also, by the way, tremendous performance from fucking Rebecca Monet saying like, 
I know you fucking hate, you're terrified of hospitals, and I sat with you for all those years where you talked about killing yourself because you couldn't fucking surf anymore because your knee got a boo-boo. But he can't make that decision for No, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Butchie uh, gets, finally gets a phone call at the hotel while he's getting beat up by Freddy. Because his phone was dead. His phone was dead. And, he and wasn't, Mitch is like, no shit. Yeah, yeah, you piece of shit. Of course your battery's dead, which, I mean, I'm yeah, I would imagine junkies aren't great at plugging in their phones. Yeah. Um, but what I... What's I think interesting, I think we're going to probably see more of Freddy, is in this moment, we kind of get the knowledge that Freddy has like a past. It's more than just a drug dealer relationship. He's like, I used to watch you from my porch surfing. He's like, uh, he gets the phone call about his son's neck being broken. And when he gives him a ride to the hospital, he gives Butchie and John a ride to the hospital. And he says, was that the kid that I used to see you put on your back and paddle out to the ocean? He's like, that's fucked up. You know, it's crazy. He's like, Thought about that this morning on my way to the airport when I was coming here to beat the shit out of you, uh, and I hadn't thought about it in years. I, he's so mad, and then he thinks of this fond memory. Yeah, and then he's mad again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he gives him a ride to the airport to the hospital. Butchie, uh, there's a bunch of press there already. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really come into play. You see him, but they don't like. Well, do yeah, it comes on the news. So yeah. Bill is watching the television. Well, Bill wakes up from his nap, floor nap, and uh, this is on the news. He's like, "Wait, is it Sean? Tell me what hospital." It doesn't say he calls the police who's, station to find out what the hospital person? it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Butchie goes and like sees this kid. And he's like, "I always thought I'd have time to like get clean up and make it up to him. Maybe we'd go surfing in Thailand or whatever the fuck." And then the nurse is like, you were great. That is so fucking crazy to me. He's like over his brain dead son trying to have this like emotional moment. And then the nurse just looks over and she goes, I surf. You were really good. It's like, bitch, will you shut up? I am. Yeah. And then when Butchie leaves, she like shoots Bill an awkward look. And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Bill shows up. After taking all the stairs. Taking all the stairs. He's walking up all these stairs. He's very winded. And. He's got something under his coat. I thought it was a pistol because he's a cop and it it was like here. So I didn't see what it was. I might have looked away or something. So I thought he just had a gun under his coat. And I was like, what is this? He's going to go kill Butchie for – Kill that doctor. Kill that doctor, whatever. But he was saying how his like – He thought my heart's beating out of my chest walking up the stairs. I still didn't get it until he walks into the room and he takes out Zippy the bird. And he's like, oh, maybe I'm crazy. And, and, and I was like, holy shit, the bird, it's, he think it's going to bring fucking Sean back to life. So and he, he says the same thing. He does the neck thing. And then he goes, well, kiss kiss Sean, too, for being stupid. Because he had given, he's like, when the bird came back to life, he was like, give me a kiss. And it like pecks him on the cheek. And he gives, does the same to Sean. So he goes, to like, give, you know, give Sean a kiss, too, for being stupid. And the bird, you know, pecks him on the cheek a little bit. Bing! Sean's fucking eyes open up. He's alive. Credits. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. I almost stayed up till like, I almost <laughs> just kept watching. Yeah. I. This episode, by the way, flew by for me. I was like, the second one I definitely was really a lot bad. smoother than the first one. Yeah. But then again, you know, first one you got to get all the info out. But then also, like, because we talked about how like the kid who plays Sean is not a great actor, yeah. and there was a part of me when his neck broke, and they're like, we could have to pull a plug. I was like, oh, he just won't be there the rest of the That's season. That's fine. It's fine. I also, you just be in that bed if they yeah. need to keep him alive for whatever reason. Yeah, you, just let like, him not talk. It's fine. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. And then and then he's like back up. I was like, oh well, you know what? It's cool i'm glad there's another line that is said when freddie is driving butchie and john to the hospital and john's in the back seat butchie's in the front seat and freddie says that mope in the back seat keeps changing shapes yeah uh he's like it's happened twice now and he goes and i've done more acid than any of you motherfuckers in a volcano he says <laughs> yeah. um and then when he, they get there, he's like, take that shape-shifted motherfucker with you, whatever. So is he changing shapes in the backseat and maybe Freddy can see it? I think so. I mean, I, I think so. I think it's like, you know, with um, Bill not trusting John and Freddy thinking he's, like, changing shapes. Like, people are getting, like, bits and pieces of whatever the secret <laughs> of John is. Yeah, yeah. And it's not until we're, like, further in we're able to put it all together that we're going to know, like, if he's an alien or yeah, 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 yeah. a demon or he, what? He, uh, John gets to the hospital and Kai is like, but she's like, hey, Kai, can you watch him essentially? Like, dump like, it, look dump it up. out. And he's like, hey, uh, you dump out this morning? And she's like, I did dump out. And then he has to go to the bathroom. She holds his hand. He holds his hand, walks into the bathroom. He goes into the stall. At one point, he he mirrors speech, right? He's constantly repeating things yeah. back to him, but changing the inflection so it seems like an answer, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
But while he's in there dumping out, the dude in the stall next to him farts while he's pooping. And he makes fart noises with, with his, his mouth, mouth to make it seem like, oh, I'm also pooping. Because he doesn't poop or pee. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like part of the process of learning to be humid. And then yeah. – because, you know, in, in – all of these like drama shows, there has to be like a moment of comedic relief. And so yeah. far, we've like seen him fully naked, not take a shit, right. and then also make mouth farts. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, John is like <laughs> this kind of funny character. He's, a little, he's kind of funny. He's childlike. He's very yes. like innocent in that way." Um, at one point, they go to the convenience store, and uh, the guy behind the counter is like giving Butchie this look, like, "Come on, you know this credit card's not going to be any good." And he's like, "Oh yeah, motherfucker, I, this guy's got the juice." Or yeah, whatever. I'm gonna get that whole he thing ordered of half, regal. A, half a shelf of Shivas Regal. Uh, when when the car goes through, there's these like cardboard cutouts of bikini lady, like beer cardboard cutouts. The line to blow me starts, starts to the, the left. left or whatever. And then John's like, the line starts to the left. He goes the mirror thing, but he turns around and sees them. And then when they're leaving, I laughed because they also bought the cardboard cutouts for some how reason. Much do, how much do those cost? There's no way to charge. They don't have a they don't have a, a UPC on them. They're not like yeah. uh, for sale. It's, it's such a odd. It's just a, a comedic moment that worked for me. I thought it was silly and funny. Um, <laughs> these card, sh- card I am <laughs> frustrated going into this show because I feel like we're not going to get any answers clearly it ended 10 episodes I think they were yeah. planning for a longer arc than that so for I sure. don't know that we're going to get the episodes that are the answers that I hoped but I am here for this ride man I am uh, it's going to be it's going to be a strange one I think so and because not only the tone of it, but the way in which it's written, the like the style of the show writer, like you definitely can see those moments of Deadwood style dialogue. Yeah, happening. yeah, that sort of like Shakespeare, faux Shakespearean, yeah, whatever and that it's, thing. It's interesting because like it probably definitely worked for Deadwood because it's set like it's a period piece, yeah, so yeah. you can have that sort of flowery language. But it's just like these very like this very contemporary setting of like modern day California and these people being like, I woke up happy and I mistook that freedom, for power, freedom for power, power. or whatever. Yeah, 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 and you're yeah. like, whoa, what does that mean? Yeah, that character specifically, Barry speaks in this very, like, almost therapy language of, like, these terms. And obviously someone who's had trauma and is trying to, like, speak in the language of working through that or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely interesting. I'm curious. It's. I think it's fun that they have, like... So that's kind of its own little thing going on, right? The hotel and yeah. Barry and Luis Guzman and Willie Garson. But they still are reflections of what the Yost family is going with. It's Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm into this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you want to plug? This will be out not this Thursday but the following. Uh, okay. Uh, First week of August. I would say then uh, check out Manic Pixie Sticks show at Fallout Theater. Uh, it's going to be uh, like a summer camp style talent show. And my group, The Real Matthew Lillard Sketch, will be doing some shows. There. That's awesome. So go for that for sure. Oh, when's your show with Karina at? Uh, it's Victor? actually uh, next Wednesday, August 24th. August 24th. Oh, July 24th. Gotcha. Oh. So go to the one after that. <laughs> when am I? will be out by then. Uh, where do we find you on the internet? What's your stuff? Oh, yeah. You can uh, follow me uh, on Instagram at defnotadirtyoldman, all one word. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm at Chris Cubis on all social media. You already know that. Uh, the Sting will be the Wednesday the week this comes out, so definitely go to that first Wednesday of the month of King B. Uh, uh, other dates on ChrisCubisComedy.com. Uh, Cancelled is produced by uh, producer extraordinaire Mike Moody at the beautiful Permanent Record Studios here in Austin, Texas. So if you're recording a podcast, come here. It's fucking awesome. It's pretty great. Um, and we will see you next week. See you.